0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your ROH final battle recap. The Briscoes and SPR do it again with a new champion. We have your NXT. Deadline Recap. We have your Mandy Rose news. I can't believe Zach is going to miss that. That <laughs> and a whole bunch more on the Band for Ringside Podcast.
1: Yeah, yo boy. He's <laughs> about to say, you over your now, hobnobbing, nah, missing all the good shit.
0: It's that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. Welcome so to the Band for Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vega, a.k.a. Least snobby job. All I want for K-Fade is you. Grandma got squashed by a reindeer. I saw mommy pinning Santa Claus. It's beginning to look a lot like K-Fade. Holly Bob Jolly Christmas, jobbing around the Christmas tree. Black Cart shot through the snowman and out there in. South
1: City, St. Louis. Jesus. We have Jason Cornelius. Oh, what's going on, JCP? That sounded like a Yano uh, <laughs> introduction. This is like it's go. It's that and Apollo Creed from Rocky IV when he came out and died uh, right before he died with uh, Ivan Drago and he came out as like the Italian Stallion, you know, the King of Sting, you know, the Count of Monte Fisco. I'm like, God damn! And, you know, Paul looked over, he's like, or Rocky looked over, he's like, damn, how many nicknames you got? He's like, oh, just a couple more. And he ends up dying. <laughs> (laughs) this shit. I'm like, man, that's all fucked up. Um, Good to be back. Um, Good to see you. Well, not to see you, but... uh a little different this week. I'm a little under the weather. I think I'm fighting a flu bug, uh, stomach bug. I think for whatever reason that's going around. So to keep everybody safe, I decided to stay home. But my voice still works, so we're going to do this damn thing. And on that lovely note, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I leave from the la- read from the latest edition of the Bad from Recycling Podcast, Volume 286, Chapter 3, Verse 14 of the Good Smart Sayeth. Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. The holy trinity of BFR. I say it every week, and I mean it every week. I keep saying to myself, this is going to be one of them weeks where it's going to be nice and quiet. We're just going to talk a little wrestling. It's no big deal. And then something else happens. I thought it might have been Sasha Banks for a little bit. Nah, not so much. Somebody else is going to take up to the forefront. Her name is Mandy Man, Rose, are, And there, we'll talk about her, obviously, at some point during the pod.
0: There are some... Sasha Banks rumors going around that are also very, very uh, tasty for <laughs> different reasons. That sounded terrible. I shouldn't have said it like that. I am not trying to be one of these <laughs> fucking losers that is on w- that is on wrestling Twitter that is just salivating and just looking up Mandy Rose leaked photos, oh, shit. shit like that. You no, know I'll but- look that
1: shit up. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: Well, you're a red-blooded American male. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault anybody. I'm just not gonna send anybody winky face emojis about it. I'm looking at you, Mark Ortolan. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously, there is a ton to talk about today. There were two pay-per-views over the weekend. There was some pretty good uh, WWE television. There was a, a dare I say a great uh, AEW Dynamite last night and. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Zach is not here to join with us. Zach is like Jason said, Zach is hobnobbing, uh, out there in the wilderness, uh, looking for Bigfoot. Oh, here's my daughter. Hey, I'm recording the podcast right now. Mommy wasn't supposed to let you in here. So without further ado, let's get to that free count. JCB, kick it off.
1: Uh, So much ground to cover, but we do do it in BFR order. We're going to do it chronologically. We're going to go to Saturday afternoon. And I'm so mad I have to work Saturday afternoons because this would have been a perfect time to watch a little ROH final battle. We're going to start with that. uh, Three undercard, I'm sorry, four undercard matches, and then you had the main card. Obviously, the biggest takeaway from the entire card itself, you know, just... And ring talk, you know, we can talk about the things, you know, the press scrum afterwards. But Briscoes versus FTR3 in a double dog collar match for the ROH Championships. Um, I, I said it before, and it was a little... Discussion between you know the three of us when Zach was here and without you know getting this new job and now you know all of a sudden he's just big up at us every time he gets a chance. Love you, Zach. Um, I always thought that the first match was the the match that I thought was the best. FTR is the common denominator when it comes to it. Feels like great tag team matches, no matter who it is, whether it's Aussie Open. Um, in this case, the Briscoes multiple times the acclaimed on wednesday night it just seems like ftr is the common denominator once again they were the common denominator in this match it started off mark bleeding within the first five minutes and i hadn't i hadn't seen the match i avoid the spoilers and i'm watching this shit and i'm like what is he busted open already precursor of things to come obviously um I, I have to take back my statement. I think now this is the best of the three matches. Now we're talking about is this the wow. best? Is this the best trilogy of all time? I don't even. I'm not even trying to wrap my head around that. You know, for me, to me, like I said, the first, the reason why I like the first match versus the best two out of three, the best two out of three always feels like you're going to get the third match. It be the different. It would be different if you know whoever. Just for the sake that the uh, FTR won that second match, the two out of three falls. If they'd have won in two falls, to me that'd have been like, oh shit. Versus, you know, okay, how do we get to the third fall? To me, the first and the third stand out because it's one fall. The third stands out more so because it feels like a lot of more, a lot more stakes were on the line. You got a double dog collar match. We haven't seen that since MJF and CM Punk, and and we thought that was one of the best matches. That we've seen all year long, and I will still stand on that. Um, it just felt different, you know it. It was a blood bloody mess. Guys were just doing all kinds of just ridiculous spots. I, like I said, I I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but I'll do it when I have to. This is now the best match of the three, and it it lived up to the hype, and it's that's what I love about these. Well, series of matches they all like, lived up to the hype
0: but you weren't wrong because you hadn't seen the third one yet so just you know, don't beat yourself up too much <laughs> here um, I, 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 I did not avoid the spoilers um, I was too eager to see what happened and I didn't know when I was going to have a chance to watch it I ended up watching the match today um, after I had heard a lot of match of the year talk and stuff like that and obviously that's not the ideal way to watch a match like this, but it was, uh, it was tremendous. It was, uh, it, it, it seemed like two teams that really, uh, hated but respected each other. It was a bloody freaking mess, but I don't think it, it was so bloody that it would have turned off, turned off anybody that's averse uh, to these types of matches.
1: It I wasn't mean, the Cody Britishos versus are- Dustin.
0: I mean, no, 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 it wasn't. And that, that, that turned me off. Like that, that had me worried for Dustin Rhodes, uh, health. And, uh, you know, now when you hear him talk about it now, it kind of seems like they were also worried about it at the time. Not, not too worried to not have Cody cut a five minute promo in the, uh, in the middle of the ring afterwards while Dustin stands there bleeding, but I digress. Um,
1: the Briscoes <laughs> seem to me... Don't make me laugh. Like the, the, um, the
0: Briscoes seem to me... Um, you know, I'm not the biggest re- Ring of Honor guy. Not like our friend Hi Fi Tom and some, uh, some, some other folks that are out there that listen to the podcast or that we talk to. Uh, people that really know their shit about Ring of Honor. The Briscoes seem to me like just such punk rock rep, pro wrestling man it's like it's like they're too gnarly to be on television but they're just gnarly enough to be the 13 time <laughs> roh champions they got the IWGP championship they've won the, uh, the the never the never six weight uh championship one time do you know who the third guy was in that one
1: would the Briscoes tag with for one time? Uh, did, uh, high five time is probably yelling right now. The, the correct answer. Do you know? No. you know. In,
0: in, in, in New Japan.
1: Mm, I'm going to say. They were the You, you know the oh, answer, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, Okay, goddamn. Um,
0: just because just uh, I looked them up on Wikipedia.
1: Right. I, I have no idea. I would never know.
0: One Toriyanu
1: hate the briscoes god damn it son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> fuck Yotto. god damn it you just made me hate that's the briscoes my favorite,
0: that's my favorite trio team of all time uh you know i'm not super familiar with the briscoes i'll be i'll be honest you know i know who they are i'm not a layperson when it comes to that shit but man uh this trilogy has been great i'm with you about the two rs three Falls stuff Um, I don't think that I'm with you that this was the best one. I still think the first one was the best one. And the first one, the first one for me is still the tag match of the year. I think, I don't know. It has been a wild, it has been, man, it has been a wild year of wrestling, but that was the, the the biggest takeaway is that match. And uh, Juice Robinson and Samoa Joe were put in a really tough spot. They uh, have to follow that match up. For sure. And, and uh, I, I that. I was like, e- even Cesaro and Jericho. Um, let's let's go to Cesaro and Jericho or sorry, not Cesaro. Claudio and Jericho. Nah, what do you think about that match?
1: It was the classic you know Jericho Claudio match where Claudio f- felt like you know he was dominant with his strength, but Jericho was just crafty enough to keep the match close. But then obviously the finish is what everybody's talking about now. It's obviously it's an original finish. I don't I can't think of any other time where even like a, even like with a swinging neckbreaker back in the days, uh, Ken Patera used to do that shit. He didn't keep swinging a person around. At some point, he'll stop and then, you know, put the clamps on them, and then they'll tap out. Cardio wasn't stopping, okay? We were 20 deep in. (laughs) So imagine yourself on the playground, and someone is spinning you around and around and around. That's just physics or whatever you want to call it. Where, you know, a lot of people didn't think about that. But if you put yourself in that on that playground and somebody's, you know, running you and you're holding on for dear life, sooner or later, you're going to want them to stop. And that's exactly what happened. So, uh, it, to me, that was just an original finish.
0: Uh, I love the finish. I don't know if I would have loved the finish if I didn't know the outcome already. But having known the out, uh, I didn't know that the finish was on the spin, obvi- uh, honestly, until today when I watched it. I was like, oh, he tapped out. The- That's a weird tap out. Uh, but you're right. Like, KP stop, style, that is, that should be, like, something that somebody should want to tap out of because if Cesaro can't stop, you can't take it that long. I'll say this as a layperson who has never wrestled before there has to be some sort of a trick to it. Cause those guys never get up. This, and really like they should be. This. So there has to be some type of trick to it. They always put their hands behind their heads. I'm sure somebody's listening to it right now. Being like, well, of course dummy. Like <laughs> if they don't, if they close their eyes, if you close your eyes or whatever, you're fine or something like that. I'm not a neurologist. Right. But, um, I, uh, I think that it's interesting that they kind of dangled Jericho as the ROH champ out there for a little while and uh, trying to get a TV deal or trying to make a deal with somebody. And then when it became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, they put the belt right on somebody that's more ROH. Uh, The announcers did a fantastic job telling the story. And the crowd, honestly, it it wasn't just, like, heel stuff. Like, I think the crowd would have honestly been, like, heartbroken if Jericho were the left as the champion.
1: Yeah, because you would take Claudio with you. And, and you know, that's, that's a blow to, you know, what Ring of Honor kind of stands for. You know, Claudio feels like a, like you said, a true Ring of Honor champion versus Jericho that doesn't. Um, and I it, I, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit about the, the switching of the titles I thought it was very apropos it came out after the fact in the media scrum that there was not going to be a TV deal and that um, Honor Club their uh, streaming service is going to do the weekly shows whenever that starts off I, th- I think they're going to do that down in Florida or weekly or whatever the case may be and then um, Bleacher Report, I I think, is still going to do the the pay-per-views because, obviously, they do the AEW pay per view. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting because uh, I didn't know the the result of this until I watched it, and I was just like, huh, okay. So that that right then felt like something was up, and then, I, obviously, I found out after the fact that, you know, there wasn't the TV deal. So I was like, okay, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, Claudio just missed a little time with it, but... If they put a, a good run with Claudio this second time around, you know, I can kind of overlook the first time because, you know, I'm on record, not a huge fan of him winning it over uh, Jonathan Gresham the way that he did. And then to, they kind of doubled down on it, taking it away from him to put it on Jericho to try to get the TV deal.
0: Yeah, I, I think that honestly, it might be advantageous to, to Ring of Honor to not be thrust into a TV deal because now they have time to like kind of work it up with, you know, only the hardcores and they will, uh, and they have a chance to make a really like must watch TV show that starts getting, starts getting some traction and then they can make, hopefully get a TV deal in a year or 18 months from now and come in, you know, piping hot you know, with like stories already in place and the show already in place and directors and a rhythm and stuff like that. Like, because really it doesn't need to be, everything doesn't need to be all at once. I know we want it to be all at once, but Ring of Honor, just, you know, last year's final battle or I forget what the paper was. It might've been death before dishonor. That one was, that pay-per-view felt like a felt like an RIP you know it felt like a, oh this is the end of ring of honor or something like that and so now there's a little bit of life and I like that ring of honor has a different identity than AEW and I don't want it Agreed. to seem like smack down to AEW's raw or something like that I want it to seem like a different thing and I think Tony Khan You know, I don't know how they want to structure it or whatever, but I think it's a good thing if he owns it, but let somebody else run it and book it. Let it have a different feel, you know? Let it be a different thing.
1: For sure. And so... If if TK has to jump in, then jump in. Outside of that, he has to figure out someone that he truly trusts and... Believes that he would take the ROH vision. It should be someone that that worked in ROH in the past. That's just my opinion on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, what else did you like from this pay per view? I'll admit I only watched the last. I only watched the um, the Dalton Castle <laughs> and the Boys versus the Embassy, and then the last three matches. I heard the Cena's match was great.
1: Uh we can start there. Yeah, uh Athena wins the women's ROH championship from uh Mercedes Martinez. Um unbeknownst to me. I did not know that they they being Mercedes and Athena had uh past history. They brought that up in the Shimmer promotion where Athena was a young Athena and Mercedes Martinez was a prime Mar- Mercedes Martinez. So I would have loved to see that. And, and, you know, that to me would have really just made this match a little more interesting, a, a little more appealing. It just, for me personally, it felt like they would just put these two gr- girls together and decided it was going to be for their ROH championship. Good match. Uh, they're Borderline great at, at certain points. Uh, Athena looks and feels like a heel. And I think that's what I want to take away moving forward. Um, it's plenty of, of women that can come into ROH and challenge Athena, so I, I expect her to have an, a decent reign, you know, three four months. But if you do get a chance, check the match out. Um, Swerve and Argory goes over Shane uh, Taylor Productions. Um, obviously, the the story here was Swerve and Keith Lee could they get along, and obviously the answer here was no. Uh, Swerve. Did not give Keith Lee the pound the way Keith Lee did not give Swerve the pound in their match beforehand against the Acclaimed. And once again, Swerve gives the receipt to Keith Lee by leaving Keith Lee in the uh, ring to fight off Shane Pro- Taylor Productions, but Keith Lee wins. So I guess that means that Swerve and Argory wins. We'll see what happens uh, next Wednesday night on Dynamite, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, now we can talk about the matches that Bill did see. The Embassy wins the ROA six-man tag team championships over uh, Dalton Castle and the boys. I did not expect This was the match that I expected, especially when you have Brian Cage as one of the opponents for Dalton Castle and the boys. It, it should have been quick and painless. Well, I shouldn't say it was painless on my part, probably not painless on the guys that were getting that work from Brian Cage, but that's another story for another time. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony win the ROA six-man tag team championships. And then Willa Uta versus Daniel Garcia in the pure championship. Willa Uta wins. Um, A little surprising, the fact that he won and how he won. It felt like the match was just really starting to get on a roll after Wheeler Uta had used his rope breaks. I felt like that was an opportunity for Daniel Garcia to really crank in submissions and to have Wheeler find a way to get out of those said submissions, especially when you can't use the rope to get the, uh, the opponent up off you. But neither here nor there. I said that Jas was going to have a run for the ages on this night and clearly wrong on all accounts. Blackpool combat club looks good coming out of here, winning both of the major ti- singles titles, uh, from the uh, always final battle.
0: Well, um, you know, I, I uh, something happened this weekend where I left the, uh, notebook out with the predictions out on the deck and it rained like hell. So, I don't know who won predictions this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume I went undefeated, uh, <laughs> and that you and Zach both tied for last, right? <laughs> um, you know, not not much for me to say about the Dalton Castle and the Boys versus the Embassy match. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I think it Dalton was Castle was. is really cool. I am a, a fan of Brian Cage, and I've. I've made that clear uh, Wheeler Yuta versus Dana Garcia. I didn't watch uh, just for lack of time, but after I heard what happened, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, and then, uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm okay. Listen, there just, I, I had a busy weekend, man. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, what was the other one?
1: Uh, Samoa right. Joe and Juice we talked about um, Swerving Argory versus uh, Shame Tail Productions you didn't see Athena, Mercedes Martinez didn't see and we like I said we're, we, we basically covered it at this point I mean I'm, I'm assuming yep. you didn't see any of the dark matches correct?
0: Nope I didn't uh, we can move on
1: um, hang on just give me 30 seconds the two dark matches that stand out if you get a chance and you being anybody that's not named Bill Begge uh, Trisha Dora versus Willow Nightingale, that was really good and then Top Flight versus The Kingdom if, if you can keep Top Flight together, man woo, they are good
0: oh I guess we should also also talk about the gun uh, coming out and attacking yeah,
1: yeah, FDR yeah, well I mean we're getting ready to, to kind of go into A-Dub here at some point so if you want to make that you know the, the two-ish count or you would just want to flip dub right now we can talk about that but yeah we did over we did totally overlook the guns which was I guess for me and I'll just speak on it for myself I I don't care I mean I get it I I understand the why I just don't care
0: I mean what's funny about this and Jason I'm gonna tell you that we're on zoom right now and I just got a warning that zoom is gonna end in 10 minutes I, I thought this shit was free but um uh, so if it cuts us off, we'll start off right where I was, which is saying "fuck you, Eddie Kingston, come find me." Um, but uh, you know, when you think about when you think about the matches and the feuds that STR has had over the past year, I mean, you think about uh, the Bucks, right, and the Briscoes, and Aussie Open, right, right. And now you're throwing in Billy guns to fucking idiot kids. It just seems like a real set down for FTR. I know that the point is to bring the guns up, I just don't see it happening.
1: I guess we never talked about the Usos being tag team of the year from PWI, did we?
0: No, we didn't.
1: Um, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, a, a knock on FTR for having to face the guns or whatever. Um, it's just an interesting talking point because now you have, you know, in, in kayfabe style both ways, you have the longest reign tag team champions. And I'm pretty sure that the the same dates would apply, uh, you know, whatever this is. December of 22, let's just go say December of 21, if you just wanted to go that way. I'm sure that FTR and the Usos would have at least been somewhat tag team champions in some form or fashion, maybe not all three for FTR. Usos probably just starting their, you know, now record-breaking run. So it's almost which do you value more is – the fact that FTR has three titles worth more than the Usos being the longest reign tag team champions. Interesting conversation to, to discuss about amongst yourselves. I don't think we're going to go that route. I'll just say this. I agree with you on the, the guns.
0: I know my answer.
1: <laughs> go ahead. What's your answer?
0: No, we can talk about it. we can. I mean, the beefers are coming. The beefers are right around the corner, man. Good, We're not
1: giving that shit away. Good answer. Good answer. I like it. We've we've given a couple of things away already. I think. Um, I don't know if they if the guns can do it. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, if anybody can bring a team up, it's FTR. Obviously, they're the highest thing right now. Um, it's it'll be interesting. I'll just say that I'm curious to see how this one unfolds. Stokely Hathaway needs to be more of an active role because I think that's a, he's a lightning rod and I think he can make things happen. So like I said, we'll see.
0: Totally agree. Uh, Without further ado, let's get back to Count. All right, so let's talk about NXT Deadline. Um, NXT Deadline had five matches. Yeah, five matches, I believe. Um, Let's start at the top. Uh, Braun Breaker uh, ends up... It's not the most newsworthy thing, actually. But, you know, let's start start with the most newsworthy thing, which, in my mind, is the New Day goes over pretty deadly. And the New Day uh, now are, I guess they're considered, quote, triple crown winners because they have the NXT tag belt. Uh, a, what do you think of the match? And B, what do you think of the New Day coming down and immediately taking the belts off? Pretty dead.
1: I thought the match was good, honestly. Uh, pretty deadly. Uh, I always liked from NXT UK, and obviously you. It had, was good. No, yeah. it, it was it was about what I expected. Um, the fact that the New Day won was the surprise to me, um, but it's a pleasant surprise if you, if you can. I think. And this is just from the very casual NXT observer. Obviously, Bill watches it weekly. It feels like the tag team division is kind of the weak point of NXT. You you got a strong men's side, you got a strong women's side. The tag team division feel, doesn't feel like it's there's a lot of of things going on. So if you can bring in the new day and kind of you know have teams. Get built up the same way we're talking about the guns. Pretty Deadly doesn't need it, but other teams kind of do. Um, ultimately, I think Pretty Deadly gets the titles back, but I, th- there, I don't think there's anything wrong with a new day run. It's it's kind of Dolph Ziggler ish, but I think this is you know this is kind of the consolation prize for Usos breaking their record. We'll, Usos can get this now. New Day has the Triple Crown Championships to uh, the crow about.
0: Uh, I'm going to tell you what I think about this, um, and I thought about this today, and I and I can't believe that nobody's ever said it, but I think that I'm dead on right. Okay, you ready for
1: this? Yeah, this should be good.
0: So the Usos beat the New Day, and now the Usos are the longest reigning champs of all time, right? Check. New Day are they're they're made. Like, nothing could bring them down, but what are they going to do up on the main roster now that the Usos, the Bloodline, are doing their own thing? The New Day also are very uh, kid-friendly. Okay. They, They have bright colors. They do the pancake power. They have the cereal for a while, stuff like that, you know? Oh, Booty NXT. NXT, two, what was it called? Booty Oh, yeah, that's right. NXT, since they rebranded as it, 2.0, has these really bright colors. Everything's fucking neon. Everything's fucking pink and purple and teal and shit like that. Why not have the New Day go down to NXT? and maybe hopefully bring some eyes, some people who are into watching wrestling for the shit that New Day brings, Right, bring them along to NXT where you're going to get a lot of the same thing. You're going to get Wendy Choo, who, who is somebody that I haven't watched the Wendy Choo segment on NXT in ever since I saw the first segment. I'm like, I'm not watching <laughs> like, this. <laughs>
1: this
0: is embarrassing. This is not this is not why I'm watching wrestling. Like shit. I'm telling you, I like I watch NXT a lot, but seventy-five percent of it is really bad. Um That's funny but shit. I'm home. I'm home and yeah. I'm reading my books and I and, and I'm also uh, I'm also flipping back and forth between TNT and NXT, you know, like I'm you know, but I watch it.
1: No, it's it's why not have It makes sense to have
0: New Day come down and bring eyes to the NXT product because NXT 2.0 has rebranded itself as kind of, I don't know, kiddish?
1: No, I I, I did thought I saw that they were going to, and, and this is really just a little unrelated, they're going to take away the, I guess, the colored place and just go back to the old black and gold. Uh, uh, plates for the uh, the tag or the, the championships across the board. So, ultimately, I do get what you're saying. 2.0 is a is different from the black and gold, and it's markedly different. That said, I agree with everything about having the new date come down that you said, and cater to that fan base. It's still the same fan base. It's still WWE fans. And then, obviously, they know New Day. Dolph Ziggler was a nice little, you know, litmus test to see how it could work, especially work as, you know, someone that that comes down from the main roster and is able to be a champion. Dolph proved that. He had a, a nice little run and ended up giving it back to Braun Breaker Um not unless someone else besides Pretty Deadly comes up as a heel tag team that, you know, is over as Pretty Deadly. I think, you know, the New Day's job is to come down, you know, kind of galvanize, for lack of a better word, the division, you know, make it, you know, a strong division where then once they leave, you know, they can go back to the main roster. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing them being uh, NXT for a hot minute. I mean, I know – Xavier was there. Kofi, I don't think, was there. I might be mistaken on that. But, I mean, a, a little six-month rundown in NXT is not going to kill anybody. I mean, right now, unfortunately, the Usos, the bloodline, they're the foreseeable tag team champions until something, you know, different just happens. So it's it's good utilization of the New Day. So I, you got to tip your hat to Sean and uh, Triple H on that.
0: Well, it probably won't be six months because we're less than six months away from WrestleMania. We're always less than six months away from WrestleMania, Jason. We're either six months after WrestleMania right. or six months before WrestleMania.
1: You ain't never lie. So is <laughs> always coming.
0: All right. I, I don't know uh, what the plans are with New Day for WrestleMania. Well, I know what I want to happen. What I want to happen is Big E to come back and be uh, like, you motherfuckers completely forgot about me and just give big endings to both of them, uh, retire Xavier Woods, and then have a nice feud with Kofi Kingston. That's what I want to happen. Not retire him, you know, shoot style, just, you know, make him just go play video games for a while, so I never see his ass again. See that, 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 That's that, why his oh, ass blocked you,
1: right there. That's why his ass blocked you. Shit like that.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. You know what, Jason? When you start Worrying about how people are perceiving your art, Mm-mm. you cease being an artist. And I am not. And I am an artist here on this podcast. I am a podcast, and I do not care what people think about what I say on this podcast. Because that, when I once I do that, all I mean, I have no more credibility. Okay. I have no more integrity.
1: I, I, I apologize right? for fucking up your art. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye
0: so uh anyway uh i was a big fan of this match and i was a big fan of this angle too i think it's, i think it's cool and i i i'm a big fan of pretty pretty deadly and uh i hope that they get a bounce back
1: no i think uh, like i said ultimately should go back to them but in the meantime new day has a chance to put like briggs and jensen over and whatever other tag teams you want to, you know, throw up into the mix, and you know, build these other tag teams up. They're not going to win, but they can get them over, you know, challenging the New Day for the tag team championships. And right now that's what you really want to have is have, you know, good compelling story storylines or good matches that you can watch in-ring. New Day can do the in-ring thing, and they can be entertaining on the, uh, the flip side of it. So, like I said, you know, it's not a loss for the main roster. It's more of a gain for NXT. It's another, like you said, it's a reason for people that don't watch NXT like me to kind of, you know, Peek your eye over there and be like, what's a new day doing (laughs) over there? So, you know, it makes sense. It worked.
0: Jason Christopher Bell. Yes, sir. What did you think about Braun Breaker versus the
1: This was, it was about what I thought it was going to be. Don't get me wrong. I I don't hate on Braun Breaker. I think he's going to be a well polished product on the main roster the long he stays on. Down in NXT. I just thought this might have been the time to pull the trigger. But looking back upon it. Especially uh, who won the men's Iron uh, Survivor match. I take it all back. It was a good match. Do not get me wrong. Apollo Crews had me at a couple times where I was like. Oh this motherfucker is going to win it. Oh this motherfucker is going to win it. And Braun Breaker pulls it out. That's the sign of a good champion. And that's what you want to see. Especially with two baby faces. In ring. That was about as good as a match as two babyfaces could have without any fuckery involved. Then that being said, the, the post-match finish, that's where I was just like, oh, okay, now this starts to make more sense. And I'm not going to give away that part yet. We'll talk about that in a second. But the physical match itself, I thought was one of... Braun Breaker's better matches, I was just a little disappointed just because, like I said, to me this was a chance to do something on the top of the card. If you bring in New Day, you bring in Apollo Crews, this frees up Braun Breaker to at some point he's going to the main roster. I said it last week, and I thought this might be a chance to to do that, especially with you know the guy I said was going to win the uh, Iron Man uh, Survivor match, but neither here nor there. The physical match I thought was really good.
0: Well, they've certainly they've done right by Braun Breaker because of all the matches that he's had, he always looks pretty good, but it's against guys like Ziggler, uh, Dragunov, uh, uh JD McDonough, Apollo Cruz. You know, these are guys that can work. And then when he has a match against Joe Gacy, it's not going to be as good. I, I I don't get the Joe Gacy thing. Uh, I, I no. wish him well. I hope he has a Merry Christmas. Wow. But uh, oh, I, 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 you know, this one coming. I hope they put some. They should put some future endeavors in this stock. Wow, dude.
1: I liked him in the uh, the Survivor uh, Challenge match. I
0: thought I thought he was fun. I I still don't. <sighs> That style of match just seems so. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, kind it's, of pointless. It's, like, ah, it's just too many rules. You can't do me. Like, wrestling's supposed to be one on one, or at best, or at the most, two on two. You know? It's like it's like when you put that many rules in, then you kind of. It's just.
1: I'm more worried about to- the Essence of it, yeah. Well, I'm more worried about you know the you know thinking about you know okay. So what does this mean? Okay, so and so happens. I'm thinking about it versus physically watching the match, and I don't. And I get it. It's the first time around. They'll probably do it again, and you know try to iron out the kinks of it. But
0: and they'll do it better. Yeah.
1: I thought the men's match was good. I thought the women's match was okay.
0: Uh, I I thought they were both. Equal in terms of the way that the matches were laid out and executed, I wasn't a massive fan of either. I am a big Grayson Waller fan.
1: I'm starting to come around. Uh, I think I've been. He's part of the. He's the poster child for 2.0 when it first started, and I didn't like 2.0. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a fan of it now because I'm, I'm still not watching it on the, on the regular. But I think, you know, a part of my dislike of Grayson Waller is because he, you know, he got rid of uh, Johnny Gargano and basically ushered out the black and gold era. So I have this, you know, little irrational hatred towards him, not like Yano, but still rational nonetheless. But I mean, you can't take away from what he can do in the ring and he can he's a walking heat magnet magnet on the microphone. So, I mean, he's got those two things working for him. If you put the rocket on him, he could be a, a massive heel champion, whether it's the North American or the NXT champion.
0: Totally agree. Uh, I have been on the Grayson Waller train since the first time I saw him. I just think that he has it, as Chris Jericho used to say. And um, he's, he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch antagonize the crowd. And it was a really interesting uh, opening of NXT where it was Roxanne Perez and him talking shit on each other at the beginning of NXT, talking about who was the better Iron Survivor. And that to me is, you know, we've never seen two, we've never seen a man and a woman have a promo battle like that, and obviously there were there, uh, it wasn't a promo battle. I mean, Reason Waller for a the promo. They were kind of trying to hide Roxanne Perez's uh, deficiencies on the stick uh, by having him come out and by having Braun Breaker come out. But it was kind of an interesting dynamic that we have. We I don't know if we've ever seen it. I'm you know, sure. I'm sure it's, this, just, it's. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure somebody can pull up a SmackDown 2005.
1: Stephanie versus, yeah, I I was thinking Stephanie versus fill in the blank, but, you know, neither here nor there. I mean, and I agree with you on uh, Roxanne Perez. Um, One of the things that she's going to have to, you know, get better at on moving forward is on the stick. You know, it worked for Mandy Rose and we'll obviously talk about her here in a little bit. I think for Manny, it was the best thing that happened to her. If Roxanne Perez is going to go to the main roster and be, you know, a part of this next wave of women that's going to the main roster, she's going to have to get better on the microphone. There's no two ways around it.
0: She is 21 years old. No,
1: I, dude, I hear you. The sky, I won't say I'm the not, not saying, alive, but not she's got a very high ceiling.
0: I'm not saying that as a rebuttal or anything. I'm saying that as a, holy shit, she's right. 21 years old. Oh, was, was Booker T actually crying?
1: I don't know. I'm, it's Booker T. I take everything he does with a grain of salt. I mean, motherfucker, if he was, you know, great. If he wasn't, if this was, you know, the crocodile tears, you know, that's that's just classic Booker T. Either way, I'm, I'm not even going to invest thought process into it. He cried. Let's move along.
0: All right, so should we Well, I mean, uh, just for the listeners out there, Roxanne Perez did train at Booker T's school in so he has a he has an affinity for her.
1: He speaks uh, of her well he, on interviews and you know, it's almost like it's well, his, his prize people to a certain.
0: Yeah, he's talked about her like she's his daughter, basically. I mean it is it's a very uh, paternal thing is what it seems like Uh should we well shit should we just go into Mandy Rose right here
1: yeah let's do it shit cause I mean that, that's is, is,
0: is, is there a match we forgot I think we covered them all we covered both Survivor Iron Survivors. well fuck it if I can't remember it now it doesn't matter alright let's
1: I was gonna talk say about the North Mandy American Rose. title wasn't on the line at all so yeah we're good
0: Mandy Rose is not on the show.
1: Mandy Rose,
0: uh, Roxanne Perez, wins the Iron Survivor Ladies Match at NXT Deadline and has a number, as the title shot. Uh, At any time, uh, Mandy Rose comes out on Tuesday night and says, I'll give it to you tonight. Smash cut to two hours later, Roxanne Perez is your new NXT Women's Champion, and Rose has been champion for four hundred and forty-one days—something
1: something like something that. Like
0: that. I'll tell you what, Jason. I'm watching Thursday Night Football right now, and something real bad just uh, happened for me and my family.
1: <laughs> oh, God, <you> are horrible. <laughs>
0: Not sure I'm going to be able to feed the baby after that fumble. I can't believe it just happened!
1: Oh oh, anyway. oh, oh, yeah! Oh no, Mama! No, cover the ball! Are you it too? Yeah, cover the rock! You're going in the traffic! Yeah, yeah see, but like like,
0: like you don't even care about my dog.
1: Not at all. I mean, say fuck, anyway, your couch um, fuck your couch too.
0: Fuck your couch! So, um. So Roxanne Perez wins the belt, and then almost immediately, Mandy Rose gets dropped. She gets released by WWE. So it's kind of a deal like, hey, what the fuck? Like, why did Mandy Rose get shot? Mandy Rose has a... Now, I'm, I'm just going to tell you everything that I've read and heard over the last couple days. I always say this. We are not reporters on here. We are a podcast, yes, sir. I am not trying to report anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to funnel all the rumors and all the internet shit and all the shit that people actually report on. I'm just trying to funnel it to you, the listener, Preach the it, person who, who probably doesn't have time to funnel all this shit because you have too much shit going on.
1: Maybe you don't know. This is how you know.
0: Maybe you don't know. Mandy Rose is. Uh, she had apparently she had a page on an OnlyFans.
1: Now, I ain't no how to do it. She's she's that motherfucker still going? <laughs> I ain't She has
0: a page. She has a page on an OnlyFans type website. I forget the name of it. It's called Brand City or something.
1: I I don't Jason. I don't know. Honestly, I'm. I didn't even go, get that far down the line. All What I do I know mean, it's, is it's, is that if if you go on, like, any of Mandy's social media, there's no link to it. You know what I'm saying? If you right. go on her Twitter page and you right. just scroll on her Twitter, there's no link to it. So, I mean, you have to right. honestly seek this out. It's behind, you know, a paywall yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, it's not it's something. It's behind a
0: paywall, and it's also not just Mandy Rose. Right. I mean, it is. It doesn't. It's not like Mandy Rose WWE or Mandy right. Rose P. It's like Mandy Sackler
1: or whatever her real name is. So I mean, it's 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 literally you got to be one done, of those
0: guys with a lot of money to spend on jerks.
1: Okay, it's one of those things where she literally separated herself, at least to, to what I can tell, from her WWE persona to what this Only Fan persona is now. You can go ahead, and
0: and I'm not and I'm not here to king shame or to shame anybody about their sexuality, but do you think there's one thing I know is that jerking off is free. (laughs) You do not have to pay anything to jerk off. If you want to jerk off, you can do it for free at any time. You do not have to pay Mandy Rose forty five dollars a month. You do not have to pay. Anybody, anything to jerk off. You mm. can jerk off at any time. That being said, God bless Mandy Rose for making oh, God. the money that she is making. Because apparently this was behind a paywall. This was stuff that WWE didn't know about it, or if they knew about. They were turning a blind eye. She was doing. There's a difference between sexy and explicit apparent eye. Like, I, I really don't know what it was. I, I've seen some allusions to it. I don't care. I jerk off for free. Uh, like, uh, it, it makes no difference. Oh my but God. either way, she was doing something that violated her contract that WWE has with Mattel because Mattel makes the action big And they gave her the option that she could she could lose the stuff off of the website or she could continue wrestling in NXT. And she chose to leave NXT. Mm. Now, I didn't know that. There's also apparently some rumors out there that somebody tried to blackmail her into giving them money Oof. instead of leaking these photos. And Mandy Rose said, fuck off. I'm not doing that. And then they leaked the photo.
1: So, okay, what
0: do you have to say?
1: Well, uh, to the person or persons responsible to for leaking the photos, uh, I hope you can go play in traffic at some point. Um, that that just blows my mind i don't i mean if you're that hard up for money man then you you got bigger issues to worry about i get it you know this is your lottery ticket or you perceive it to be your lottery ticket but you have to realize on the flip side of it leaking those photos especially when you're not getting anything from it you know you're there's going to be some backlash to it and karma will find those motherfuckers i'm not worried about that on the mandy rose side of it I was not aware that she was offered the chance to stay and she turned it down. That only leads me to that only leads me to believe that whatever this paywall is, is paying more than WWE slash NXT is, and she's willing to continue that moving forward until her, uh, contract ends, whatever that may be. um, is it going to be hard for her to get content or people to now at this point, whoever these idiots that leaked it are just going to have more people going over there. So, you know, you just did her probably just did her a solid moving forward. Where does Manny Rose go? I mean, there's one of two spots. Is AEW or Impact? I mean, AEW can probably shelve out the money and allow her to do her OnlyFans fans or whatever you want to call it without a problem. I'm not sure if impact would be able to match money, but probably would allow her to do her only fans. To me, that's the first obvious two choices. Not unless wwe decides to come back and eat crow i mean hell you know god forbid you you had the usos you know got well, one the usos but in this next scenario is jimmy uso getting multiple dwis and then you're crying on the tag team champions a week later but i digress as well um it's it's a lot of moving parts, but I think the the winner is is going to be whoever signs Mandy Rose after this is all said and done, because they're going to get a nice polished product thanks to the WWE and the PC. So, you know, whoever it is, you might want to just send them a nice Christmas card right now and be done with it.
0: You know, I've heard that I've heard that comparison with the Usos before, also, and I just gotta say, like that is not really that is not a point against the wwe like you think that it is. In a, you know you know not to sound like a complete fucking shit here but that is just an argument against the patriarchy like because if there's a if there's a clause in a in, in a contract that they were going to do with Mandy Rose that says she can't do porn or do anything like porn or whatever it ends up being.
1: Morality clause is, what I, is the term. I morality add.
0: clause. But if the morality clause doesn't include getting multiple DW, DWIs, then the problem is not WWE. The problem is the legal language that's in there that's been in every single contract that has to do with women in entertainment from time immemorial,
1: I'm not going to sit here and say that WWE has not exploited women over the past. Stevie Wonder can see that bra and panty matches. That's, okay, yes, can that's go. not what I'm saying either. I'll, I'll just say this: if we're going with the language of the contract, then I'm still blaming WWE. I mean, it's not like Jimmy Uso has all of a sudden just, you know, had this you know, drinking and driving problem, this is well-covered territory. You know, even when you, they've had to resign him at least or the Usos at least once, I'm sure if we, you know, did some digging, you know, we can find a spot where after they resigned, he got him, He being Jimmy has got himself in trouble again. That's all I'm saying. I'm not here to, you know, compare which is wrong. You can do you the person, the individual person, I'll let you take take that into your own little personal, you know, consideration. I'm just saying for me, this is nudity. It's not even really porn. It's not like we're seeing, you know, this ain't porn hub, okay? This was just basically nudity and WWE wasn't getting their cut.
0: I never really heard what it was. I heard it was kind of porn.
1: What the what I saw on, I don't. It wasn't Reddit.
0: Which also, um, I'm not making a like. I'm not a Puritan. I'm not I making know. a judgment against
1: clearly, either. Clearly, I'm, I know you're not a Puritan. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying. What the, that. That? what the hell is that? I know you're not a Puritan. What the hell is that? Mean? Look, you're far from that. You, and I'll just leave it at that. All right. You can look at me crazy all you want to. From what, from what I saw, it was her on... What's that it, in Chicago? <laughs> it was her um, in like a swimming pool or whatever, and she was naked. That's basically what I saw from it. Now, other people are talking about, you know, Mark Ortland, you know, friends of the show. Uh, they're talking about, you know, what they saw on Reddit. I'm not sure this is the same thing or not. It's probably not because if it was, you know, more... You know, sensational than what I saw. Then, yeah, maybe you do have a point. But for me, if, as long as she's not doing any porn, I don't see what the problem is. They didn't have a problem with her, you know. You know, imitating the Shawn Michaels uh, picture from back in the day when she had the two belts on and she was basically naked there. They 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 made money off it and they got publicity off of it. For me, it's WWE didn't get their cut. This is some old school mafia shit. If it's a uh, Goodfellas. Okay, Henry, you keep doing that shit. I'm going to have to cut you off. And that's what it was.
0: All right. Any way you slice it, it's a big deal. Uh, She has been NXT champion. She had been the picture. Uh, She had been the the blueprint, you might say, for going down to NXT, uh, rehabilitating your uh, in-ring persona and making something of yourself, and turning yourself into a pretty good wrestler. Shit, she was good sure on the WWE, I'm sure that WWE isn't super thrilled about having to drop her down. Um I had to think that lawyers got in uh, the same way that lawyers... What are you shaking your head
1: about? No, I agree with you totally that I'm sure that this was... It was a sucky situation, for lack of a better word, for WWE because, I mean, it's not the the worst thing in the world, like I said. But if this is, you know, contractual language where now you're getting ready to lose sponsorship, you know, that's something you got to take into consideration. So, I mean, you know, WWE was backed into a corner and they did what they had to do. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm shaking my head about. It just sucked.
0: All right. Uh, I think that's enough for NXT and Yeah, we did a lot of NXT. Let's get to that. Three
1: count yeah.
0: J C B, what's a three count?
1: We're gonna talk uh I'm assuming we're gonna talk a little uh New Japan here. Um uh, the completion of the World uh, Tag League and the World Super Dream Tag League was what My day is messed up, so it was yesterday. um Yesterday morning would be Wednesday where you had, uh in the World Tag League final, Goto and Yoshihashi defending champions, making a quiet little run down the stretch to make it to the finals, facing Aussie Open. For me, and uh, Bill and I, I think, said it last week and been kind of just saying it, uh, weeks on leading up to this, I think they are the, to me, they are the best tag team on either side. They've been the most impressive tag team um, on either side, and I thought they were, well, fingers crossed my thought they were they were going to win the tournament and we would get FTR Aussie Open 2 to a cheering crowd, which I just found this out today uh, at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom 17, so that's going to be Very, very intriguing to have a cheering crowd with some of these matches that are on the table. That that being said, Goto and Yoshihashi win the World Tag League defeating Aussie Open, so they're back-to-back World Tag League champions. Um, I get it, uh, especially with the angle that they were presenting coming up to this. Goto and Yoshihashi were wanting the IWGP Tag Team Championships to come back to Japan and not have FTR in America not defending them, so this is their opportunity to put some money where their mouth is and bring the tag team titles home. On the Super Junior side, you had <clears throat> excuse me Ace Austin and uh, Chris Bay. I think they're calling them one one two sweet after the two sweet uh, little moniker for Bullet Club versus. Uh, yo and Leo Rush Bill's pick to win the uh, whole thing and Bill is on a roll ladies and gentlemen I don't know if Brodus Clay has opened up the prediction floodgates for this man or what but yo and Leo Rush win the Super Junior Tag League so this was a big day for chaos all involved all chaos all day long in that scenario I know Gideon Grey was big on an All Aussie Open win, but Chaos steals the day. You have Yo and Leo Rush winning the Super Juniors and Bishimon Goto and Yoshihashi winning the World Tag League. Did you get to see either or or no? Uh,
0: I watched both of those matches. I was I got to be honest, I was super surprised at how long the Goto Yoshihashi versus off the open match. I mean, it was damn near 30 minutes. Um, Yeah, I mean, wh- what do you want from me? Like, I just, I know wrestling. <laughs> like, I'm kind of...
1: <laughs> you shit. Don't be looking at me like that, man. You, you, right? you know why I'm laughing at you, motherfucker. Don't, don't act like Brodus Clay is like, you know, now all of a sudden you're going to just be calling out crazy shit. 100?
0: I'm just kind of like a wrestling, like Dino Cook. Uh, I'm kind of a wrestling savant. Like, I, I know what the Bookers are thinking. Um, I, honestly, uh, I, I, I think that Leo Rush is so much fun. I think the same way about Ace Austin and Chris Bay, to be honest. I, I think that they're all, they all have uh, huge upsides. Obviously, Yoshihashi and uh, Godo are probably both on the on the back end of their careers. Uh, that was a little surprising, but um, I was a big fan of both matches.
1: I like both matches. Um, no, I agree. Though I thought the main was, I thought it was going to be thirty or less. It, it was a thirty or over, obviously. But I mean, if you're going to take out the, like I said, who I thought was the best tag team on either side. I guess 30, a thirty-minute plus match is the way to do it. It and it just kind of you know reinforces Yoto or Yoto Goto and Yoshiashi as you know that team that's going to have to you know bring back the titles. They're now back-to-back World Tag League champions. They had a nice little reign with.
0: Let Yoshi. me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. I know. Would you rather asking. see SCR with the open or? F T R versus
1: Yoshihashi, Goto. Uh me, I wanted I wanted F T R versus uh Aussie open, you know, that, that World quest match is, is it was amazing and I'd love to see them run it back. Do I get why they're going Godo Yoshihashi? Yeah. But if if you had me if I was taking the pencil, shit. This would have been a no brainer. Why?
0: Why why did they give it to Goto Godo and Yoshihashi? Like what what do you think they gave it to him for?
1: They're I know the, what I think, but what you the, think. To me, they're the contracted stars. And it, it's no knock against Aussie Open. I think if Aussie Open was contracted to New Japan, I think that you could easily have run this back and not had a problem with it. If you're going to have somebody beat FTR, you want somebody that's under your umbrella to do it. I mean, as, and this is the part of the problem is, as, you know, as much as I like tournaments, this tournament... Overall, felt a little underwhelming. Um, there was only a few teams that I really were looking forward to on both sides. Um, I didn't necessarily need. You think they're going to beat SBR? You think Hashi and Goto are going to beat? It would not surprise me a, a one little bit. Uh, and and call me crazy. Um, you know, I'm just I could see it happening. I could totally see it happening. I don't think FTR loses anything by losing to Godot and Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi gained, get a rub if there's, you know, crazy as it may sound, if you're a New Japan fan, they're, you know, 2022 hasn't been the greatest, but their 21, I thought, was really good. So, I'm, like I said, they quietly crept back into this thing and won it. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat FTR. I'm not calling it. You know, I got time to play with it, but it wouldn't surprise me not one go. Not, back. not a whole lot. No, I'm it's a couple weeks. You know, weird things could happen. At some point, FTR has got to cough these titles all up. This feels like a, a spot where it would be a legitimate way to make it happen and. Like I said, FTR doesn't lose anything from this. Goshi, or Yoshi and uh, and Goto get the titles back. You know they cement themselves as the the top tag team in New Japan. You know you move along. F- if FTR is going to come back over and be a while, then yeah, I'm all for it. But right now they're holding the titles to hold the titles, and that I thought that to me is a big problem with New Japan to begin with. Their tag division is. Has been severely overlooked for a long time, as far as long as I've watched New Japan. I mean, I'm, I missed the Bucks days, so I can't speak on that. But what I've seen is basically the the God days. So, uh, Gorillas of Destiny is the team that I think of as the top team in New Japan. As the guy that's you know watching as long as I have, so unfortunately, it's kind of be- the- go ahead.
0: I don't think there's any way that Yoshihashi and to beat FTR.
1: Look, I'm not that. Uh, this is wrestling, okay? Weird shit happens all the fucking time. All right,
0: give him a nice little, give him a nice little payday on Wrestle Kingdom, but uh, I just can't. I mean, I guess, I guess it could happen. But, but is no, FTR going to drop?
1: I don't. Uh, what's okay? That- it would. I think you could kind of it just this is just me thinking for a second. After Wrestle Kingdom, that's the fourth of January, obviously, I don't see a time where they can come back anytime soon. I mean they to me that it's not like the AAA – that's I don't know much about AAA, so I can't really speak on it intelligently. But it, it feels like it would be easier to defend those, you know on a bi-monthly va- basis versus flying over to Japan every two months and doing it like that. And I'm, I'm doing two months is being generous. There's no, unless, the, you know, the, a big match card is coming up, there's no real reason for uh, FTR to come back over unless they want to.
0: I mean, there's so many ways to think about it. Like, you could think about, okay, so ROH is supposed to have this new relationship with NJPW. So right. then does Yoshihashi and Goto win? And then they go... I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I just can't see Yoshi Hashi go to be FTR.
1: I know. It's weird to wrap your head around. I get it. Okay? That's why I was kind of like, you know, Aussie Open, if there was a team that would Me make too. sense to beat FTR and hold the titles, Aussie Open would make more sense. But, like I said, <laughs> Godo and Yoshihashi are are going to make that a good match. It's probably going to be right around that thirty minute mark again. So, if it, 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 if there was a more of oh, i am sure for, it'll be a great match. If there was more of a future for FTR in New Japan, I would all I would be totally for it. I am all aboard about it, but I just don't see them having the chance to come back over. And I kind of think it's not the end of you know Gaijin's winning the IWGP Tag Team Championships and, you know, taking it back over to wherever it is, but I just really think that I got the sneaky suspicion that this is going to be a a possible upset. I'll go that far.
0: All right. Uh, And what about uh, Leo Rush and
1: they will get uh, Uh, yo, they get obviously Francisco Akira and TJP. I didn't even know Leo Rush was a part of chaos until they did flashed his uh his name or whatever, and I saw the chaos. And I'm like, when this happened, neither here nor there. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting match. Leo and Yo have really gelled as the tournament has gone along. I remember the, the very first match they tried to do the rolling clothesline the very first time in their first match, and they, they botched it so bad. And now they're doing it to where it's just – you know, it's their thing. They've they've worked long enough to where now they have that kind of chemistry. Are they going to beat the team that is probably one of the, the second, the third best team in the tournament on either side? I don't know. I like Leo Rush a lot. I'm glad that he's back. I just I got the sneaky suspicion that the United Empire, Catch-22, whatever you want to call them, they might end up retaining. But once again, if Leo is here to stay, And I'm not sure that he is. I've seen him uh, announced for MLW coming back. So that means he's coming back to the States at some point. I don't know if this is a scenario where you want to do the same thing over again and have two guys that aren't in the company for the extended period of time and not be able to win, not even win, but to Defend the tiles whenever necessary. And
0: that'll do it for our three counts. All right. So let's talk about last night. AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. It was a very good show. Uh, Before we get there, we should probably talk about Rampage.
1: Mm. At least one match. I'll I'll watch Rampage.
0: I mean, Mox versus Takeshita just was a tremendous match. What you think about
1: it? Yeah, um, another classic case of one guy getting the other guy over. We've seen Takeshita and Moxley do this before. This one just felt a little different. Uh, Takeshita just felt like he wasn't going to go down easy this time around. So... Moxley choking him out for the victory felt like the right way to go. Uh, See uh, Stone Cold passing out in his own pool of blood in WrestleMania 13, obviously not that significant, but on that same line of a a thought process to it. I'm just, like I said before with Takeshita, and I I, I might not have said it on the pod, but I, I know I said it on Twitter. As long as everybody keeps their expectations of him realistic, He'll be okay in AEW. If we're asking him to be the next AEW champion right away, then some people are going to be a little disappointed. But like I said, the physical match I thought was good. And I like the fact that, you know, Takeshita, even though he went out, he went out on his sword and, you know, he passed out. But, you know, you didn't expect anything less than this. Obviously, you had Adam Page. And Moxley, you know, have some fisticuffs after the match. So, you know, it, from waiting from one match you, in classic Tony Khan fashion, we're just jumping right into the next uh, storyline. And uh, I'm curious to see where this Adam Page uh, Moxley thing goes ultimately.
0: All right. Uh, well, let's let's jump to Dynamite. Uh, it opens up with Death Triangle versus the Elite in match number five. Or sorry, match number four, and it ends. And Death triangle ends up going over. Uh, Ray Fedex seems to be the only one who's not cool with using the hammer. They tell the story of one of the Jackson boys uh, turning an ankle. And then coming back heroically, Willis Reed style. uh, Sorry to date myself. uh, Coming back, and (laughs) they end up going over anyway. Kenny Omega cuts a promo afterwards, says, I'm sick of this shit. Why don't we have match five be no DQ? First of all, what you think about this match, and what you think about the stipulation going forward?
1: Oh, shit. The match I thought was good. Uh, I love that Ray Phoenix, like you said, seems like he's the only one that Kind of has a conscience, but even when you hit uh, Nick, by the way, is the ankle of question that you're talking about? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> even when they took the hammer to Nick's ankle, it didn't take long for, for you know Phoenix to jump on the ankle to try to tap Nick Jackson out. So you have the story within the story, you know, the conscience of Ray Phoenix, and he continues to go along the heelish path that Penta and Pac are going along. Um, the stipulations, I, I, we, I, we already kind of talked about that. You know, now they've gotten stipulations for five, no DQ, six is falls count anywhere, and seven is uh, a ladder match. So, I mean, now you basically told me in some form or fashion that we're going to have a ladder match to settle this thing. I just really wish they wouldn't have done that. At least not announce it this far ahead. I already thought this was going seven, but I'd rather it just be done week to week and build it all up to the ladder match versus, oh, this is, you know, the Bucks are down 3-1, so they're going to be jumping through all kinds of hoops to get to this game seven. And then from that point, the, it's a ladder match. It's, a, it's the ultimate game seven when it comes to wrestling, in my mind. And anything can happen. But I think I'm just a little disappointed they gave it away like that.
0: Couldn't agree more. Uh, it's really dumb that they gave away six and seven. Um, at least say something like if if the elite win uh, match five, then they get to choose match six or something like that. Like why give it all away? Yeah. Like everybody's already, everybody's already suspending all their disbelief because it's a uh, best of seven and it's wrestling. So of course they're going to make it super dramatic unless, unless the uh, death triangle wins the next one, the next two, which would be surprising, but very, everybody wants to do that ladder match
1: right you know now you <laughs> fucked it up okay just about saying so, if we don't get the ladder match all hell breaks loose so
0: yeah i, I right. agree with you on everybody that. wants everybody wants to do ladder match but um either way i was watching this live and i enjoyed the shit out of it it was a uh, predictably great match not really a whole lot more you can say about
1: it uh i I just like the you know, fact they've that they had four of them already. Yeah, I just like the fact that like I said there's a story within the story, you know, the the titles are the, the bigger story, but watching Phoenix have the crisis of conscience is the is the next story and I, I think that to me is more interesting. I don't give a rat's ass it, it, if it's it goes all seven, which I expected to do, and you know you have these different stip matches down the stretch. I honestly, I don't think you need it, but I guess this is for those who are just saying, "Oh, we see the same match every week." Well, now you don't, okay, motherfucker. Now you are gonna get three different different stip matches to, come to finish it down the stretch. For me, I don't think the- these guys need it. There is enough chemistry between all six of these guys it at this point where you could just roll the ball out, just made it a match and been done with it. But, well, I mean, we're going down this road, so fuck it. You know, let's just make it as exciting and over the top as possible. Make it as best as you can possibly be.
0: Once again, I don't know who you're talking to or who is saying that shit. I'm sure there are people that are saying that shit, but I don't see it because I stay off of uh, wrestling Twitter. Which is an abomination and <laughs> should be thrown straight into the pit of hell. Um, except for me and my friends when we make right. jokes. Yeah, that's was good to uh, dude. MJ, MJF cuts a pretty rough promo on uh, Ricky Stark backstage. He kind of makes fun of him for getting nervous during the promo that he cut last week, the one that everybody liked. Um, MJF is a tremendous heel just very very hateable uh i almost hate him shoot style because of how hateable he is what do you think about this promo
1: <laughs> he did what what great heels do you know you, you find the the weakness you expose it and you you tap on it like a woodpecker on some wood i said it last week and i'm i'll be the first to be it when i talk fast I stumble over my words. So I always have to try to catch myself to slow it down a little bit and, you know, get all the words out. That just happened to Ricky Starks, and that's I on the national stage. I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and say, by any stretch, imagine I could have done what Ricky Starks did. I still think it it was his star making promo, and, he, and MJF made fun of that. You know, what, you know, how long did it take you to, you know, get to this point and, and all this other shit? It's all classic reasons to, hate on MJF and I think he's so far so good I think I never thought that the mic would be MJF's problem I always thought that the in-ring him being the champ now would be the next question mark could he you know have good matches and still retain the title along the way and we'll obviously we'll talk about that here in a little bit
0: yeah I can't wait to talk about that um Uh, the acclaim come out and double J and J Lethal and company, they beat them down. Uh, JJ calls them scissor this slap nuts. So, everybody's a big JJ fan got exactly what they wanted because he was doing his double J stuff. Uh, I don't have much to say about this segment. Uh, nope. I, you know, I'm, I'm almost indifferent on double J, almost indifferent. Like, don't care one way or the other.
1: Nah, he can go. About to say, go go backstage. Do do some other shit. Let us hop Fly to have some uh, some time on this motherfucker. Where's House of Black at? Fuck Jeff Jarrett. Jericho
0: Appreciation Society. Come out, They come out next. Jericho uh, says that Dan Garcia is going to have to be Sammy Rivera's uh, basically young boy for a little while. Uh, which I guess they're going. I you know. I wish Zach was here because I know that Zach would agree with me on this. Is that this is probably good storytelling for Dana Garcia? Is that it? They are going to continue to try to push Dana Garcia out of like not purposely. They're going, but he's going to continue to be tested. Like how devoted is he to the Jericho Appreci- Appreciation Society? before he finally snaps and becomes a baby face. This is uh, is a a fun development as far as I'm concerned.
1: Definitely say I didn't see this coming, but I love the fact that it's here. Uh, It's uh, Wardlow and Sean Spears-ish all over again, but in this scenario, it, it feels a little more compelling because JAS is the legit top heel faction in the company, and we're all going to watch to see how Garcia and Guevara interact weekly moving forward. Obviously, you'll have Brian Danielson somewhere circling over like a vulture. Um, maybe you get uh, Garcia ultimately going to back Blackpool Combat Club, but we'll see what happens there. But no, I, like I said, I didn't see this coming, but i i be interested to see where it's going.
0: Uh, up next, we had Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy gets the win. Uh, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Cody Hathaway comes out. And then, so, I was reading about Rampage when they called William Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass, they call him Big Bill. And I was like, who the fuck is Big Bill? And I didn't realize it till this Wednesday when Big Bill came out with Lee Moriarty, and they were beating the shit out of Jungle Boy. Uh, lights go down, music starts playing. Uh, there's a crowd shot. Crowd is psyched, and here comes. <laughs> <Look>. <coughs> <coughs>
1: <laughs> what do you think about this <clears throat> Oh boy Match was fine um, It's always kind of hard for me to Watch Brian Cage lose cause I, th- I really think like I said before He's WarGlow before WarGlow But neither here nor there I get, I get it You know you're beating the big guys You know it makes Jungle Boy Feel more legit So when he ultimately faces MJF You know it feels like he has a legitimate Jungle boy chance. doesn't. Lose. It's rare. Jungle when he does. boy
0: and jungle boy and Darby Allen do not lose very often.
1: It's rare when he does. Um, yeah. Big Bill, I'm not a huge fan of. i just. I kind of wish that uh, they'd have left it at Morrissey and been with it. Um, Hook is that that one was. I didn't. If if I didn't see your tweet, I would have never really thought about it. <laughs> but once you, I saw your tweet, it basically was like, you know, watching Hook chase off Big Bill and uh, Lee Moriarty is, you know, it's something to be seen. It's something along those lines. It's not it's necessarily compelling. And I'm watching this shit. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, the heels don't want to, you know, fuck with Hook, but I think it's more so in the fact that they're just like, eh, another time, another place. We don't have the numbers advantage. I don't think he, he, Hook was that intimidating, yeah. whereas it it's like all of a sudden, run, is Hook. But no. it, it did take me no. out of the a little bit because I thought of you when I saw him walk down. It's like, and that's fucked. <laughs>
0: well, I did. I I, I, I didn't want to do that to you, but no, really, okay. my uh, my thoughts on this, and I think my tweet was some something along the lines of, you know, Kane tearing through the middle of the ring and dragging somebody down to hell requires less suspension of disbelief than Lee Moriarty and Big Bill escaping the ring (laughs) to avoid Hook. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, Hook looks like a 19-year-old kid in a hoodie. He does not look like he's to be feared. And Stokely Hathaway, to his credit, he walks away yelling at the camera, no, we'll fight him on my time. We'll fight him on my time. Okay, that's a that's a good heelish thing to say. But in K style, with these huge badass ultra testosterone motherfuckers that are only there to fight. Big Bill, aka Big Cass, William Morrissey, whatever you want to call him. I, I you know, I don't mind calling him Big Bill, it's fine. He should have just put his ass down. Like, why are they being like? I know he's over, but he's not scary. He's a he's a one hundred and fifty pound dude that knows a little jujitsu. Like, just <laughs> fucking put him down. I just, I, I think it's, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's stupid. I just think it's really stupid.
1: Why Watch, stand watching Jungle Boy and Hook stand next to each other neither one of them are exactly big, height-wise, mass-wise, and I, that's when it, your tweet really started to hit home. I'm just like, dude, if you stacked one on top of the other, they might maybe as tall as as Big Bill. Uh, I just, yay. Uh, hey, I don't know. Um doesn't weigh as much. No, not they at all. They don't weigh as much. No, not at all. I would say.
0: But, well, here's the thing. You remember when I used to make <laughs> this joke about the end there, and I used Oh, Jesus Christ! Gills.
1: Here we go. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I mean,
0: undisputed era make Hook and Jungle Boy look like the lollipop guild. Like you have to have somebody big with them, or they just have to get their asses kicked all the time. They're not. I mean, they're like even Daniel Bryant who was like so small. When he faced Randy Orton and Daniel and and uh, Dave Batista, it's like he was not as small as those guys. At least he like Hook doesn't even have any definition on. Him. I, I don't get it. I just, I just think he's a. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I told you that I don't want to use any uh, slang terms. Now that I turned forty three, I'm done using new slang terms. Right. But um, I don't want to call him, uh, he is a, he's benefiting from nepotism. How about that? Uh, I'll just say that. How about
1: that? I, I mean, if it, I guess if I'm thinking in the terms of WWE and nepotism, and that would be a much, you know, higher placement upon the, the card itself. I don't necessarily have a problem with what you're saying. I mean, it, it, you know, it's Taz's son, but I just, I'm, I'm with you. It's hard for me to sit here and, and and I know they built up hook and I get it. I get it. You know, he's this bad motherfucker. And I mean, damn, it's a seven foot motherfucker that just basically throws guys around at will. You're going to have to tell me a story that's going to make sense. Lee Moriarty is going to have to be the guy that takes the fall while you keep big. Bill I've, met
0: strong. Guys, I, I've, I've met guys that are six foot five and I'm six foot tall. I've met guys that are six foot five that I wouldn't go near because they would crush me. If I was hooked and I walked up to big bill.
1: No, fuck. Uh, I mean, in my it's just, it's,
0: it's, it's just, it's too much discipline. Anyway, uh, we have a black bull combat club, uh, promo. Moxley cuts the promo. It's fine. Uh, Swerve doesn't vignette been yet on Shane Taylor. It's fine. How's the black versus factory? They squash them. I guess they're setting up positive black to take on whoever wins the, uh, six man titles. Do you have any comments on any of that?
1: Uh, Swerve fine. Um, House of Black I I said that this was the easy part on Twitter you know it, it's reintroduce them and having them you know beat down a bunch of uh, teams that nobody really gives a shit about but then when to me the hard part is is making fans invest in them past this point okay you know we can You're watch we can watch them beat down the factory nobody cares about the factory I mean what the fuck You know, we want to see them, you know, face, you know, Death Triangle, best friends, the elite, you know, build that story up if you want to get my attention. Right now, House of Black is what it is. It's, you know, it's it's good to see him back on screen, but nothing I'm really too excited about just yet.
0: All right, so let's get to my match of the week. Mm. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people's match of the week, which was Chris Jericho versus a guy named Action and Dredd. Um... You watch this match?
1: I did watch this match. Um Was this match spoiled for you? It was, but I still at the end I was like, "What?" <laughs> so that's how I was like that's how into it I was. I knew how I knew who won the match. I knew that Jericho lost, but I was looking for like a roll up. Um somebody to come out some some kind of way where you could protect chris jericho moving forward the way he lost this match but don't protect him on that he lost it this is the upset of aws uh so far that you could possibly think of it's i've seen people you know compare it, uh razor Ramon versus the one two three kid i can kind of see that to a certain degree i mean the
0: Yeah, that's the comparison. Uh, I mean, that is the comparison. Here's a guy that came out of nowhere who um, ended up beating a a legend one, two, three in the middle of the ring. This might actually—I don't—I won't say it's bigger than one, two, three kid beating Scott Hall, but Chris Jericho is certainly way more established than Scott Hall. Uh, 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 This was a.
1: When each thing happened, Scott Hall was like, you know, like not like the guy, like Jericho's the guy. Scott Hall was a guy in WWE, but he was a still a top name. So when it happened, it was like, what? What the fuck? This was like, oh, shit. I wish I would have seen this either live or without spoiler to really gauge how it would really react. But like I said, I was still kind of like, oh, damn, that's how it happened. That's what's up. Chris Jericho is was, is that dude, and there's something to be said about that. To, to let him do, to let him have this happen, to book this, or however he, he came about it. It, it. Kudos to Chris Jericho because a lot of guys would just would not do that. I guess that's my point.
0: I was I was I was watching it live, and I thought it was fun. Because Jericho kind of ran that ran him down in the promo beforehand, <laughs> and uh, and Andretti started getting some offense, and then the crowd started getting into it. The crowd started saying, "Let's go, Jobber!" Pop, 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 Let's go, Jobber! Pop, 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 Nobody And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." I know, but it's funny. No, you it know, was... the crowd's no. having no. fun. You yes, know.
1: without question.
0: They're good. They're getting They're getting. They're getting behind the guy, and then uh, he kicked out of the code breaker, and then it was like, "Wait a minute, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on?" And like, like I said, I was watching it live. I was, I was trying to be like, "Okay, so Jericho's going to make him look good, yeah." And then Jericho's eventually going to go over, you know. And then it just kept going and going and going, and it was probably like a ten minute match, but you, a ten minute match is really long when you the match would be 90 seconds right you know <laughs> like you're like why does this keep going uh and then the crowd was completely into
1: it Oh, for sure
0: and Lose this, their is, fucking this shit. is when re- this is when wrestling is the most fun is like the crowd was completely behind Action Ashlandrevi you could see Jericho calling the match he was not trying to hide it very well He was definitely saying stuff to Action Andretti. But the whole time, I never thought that Action Andretti was going to win until he eventually won. And I kind of hope that this writes Jericho because they had a backstage thing where Jericho went crazy for a minute and was just like making a scene backstage. I kind of hope that just write them off
1: for four weeks or so. Just take a vacation here. What do you think? It was, like I said, spoiled or not, I'm watching this match and there's, you know, I'm like you. I'm like, okay, this is the time where it's going to end. Okay, this is the time where it's going to end. The code breaker where he caught the uh, action coming off the, the ropes and then it was going to be, he was going to turn into the walls and you heard the crowd. It was like, oh, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I agree. This is it, you know, and I'm waiting for it. And I'm just like, okay, you know, th- I love the way that they built up the story to where if you, if it wasn't spoiled for you, this was a shock of shocks. I'm not sure if Chris, Jerker, oh, it was, a,
0: it was, it was real pro shit, there.
1: Yeah. Without question. And I think that's, if Jericho leaves, I think that's something that, that is going to be missed. I don't think that you're you're going to have Chris Jericho just go away without a little repercussions to action Andrade without him dipping. Maybe if he does, that's even better because now you would have, you know, a leaderless JAS, uh, Sammy having to take Daniel R.C. under his wing, uh, Jake Hager doing God knows what Jake Hager does and the, and the two ladies doing what they do. So it would obviously be a group in chaos. Uh, Parker and uh, Matt Renard doing uh, ROH or you know Dark or Dark Elevation. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is it's a lot of kudos to Chris Jericho. It's another notch on his belt of a legendary Hall of Fame career that keeps on going. And like I said... I would, the biggest thing I took away from this is there's a lot of guys that just wouldn't do that. And he did it. He got the crowd invested to it. Hell, I, like I said, I was invested and I knew who won the goddamn match. That to me, is a, that's a mark of a true uh, fucking pro.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I was uh, on the edge of my seat. I was like, you couldn't have you couldn't have pried the smile off my face with a crowbar. I was just like sitting there watching, I was like, ah, this is fun. Good it's on like you. the crowd was the crowd was so into it. It almost and we can get to this. We'll get to the main event right now. It almost was too much for MJF and Ricky Starks to recover from. Mm. But there there was enough time in between and MJF goes over Ricky Starks with a low blow. Uh, kind of an anti okay. We got less than ten minutes. Kind of an anticlimactic finish for, you know, what really was just basically a two-week buildup. What do you think of the match?
1: No, I agree. I think um, given more time, I think this could have been a better match. It was good enough to accomplish the story. No. We all knew Ricky Starks wasn't going to win, but we had to see Ricky Starks look good. I thought he looked good enough to where it would warrant another title match down the line with whoever the champion would be. But for for, for this moment, I thought this was good. I thought MJF was good. Um, he worked the arm in a scenario where it was very Zack Zaber junior Jr.-esque at one point. Um I thought that was good, you know, kind of noteworthy to see. But all in all, the finish wasn't in doubt. I was kind of surprised. That
0: is high, high praise. That is high praise for this match. This match was clunky. Um, I thought that it was good. I was into it, but let's be honest. This this was a clunky match, and I'm not sure it was Ricky's fault. Uh, I'm really? pretty sure it was MJF's fault. Yeah, that's what I think. No, I, I mean I watched it live. I watched it sober. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, "This match is clunky," and I don't think it's Ricky Stark's
1: fault. It wasn't five star by any stretch of the imagination. I'll, I'll give you that. Fuck
0: give- no, it wasn't five star. <laughs> it was, it was exciting. It was live. It was. Uh, it was for the belt. No, it wasn't five star.
1: I mean, it
0: wasn't four stars. Hmm. Okay. It it was probably three stars.
1: Okay. I I, I mean, I I guess that's fair. I'm I'm not, I wouldn't say it was four stars either. So, I mean, we can start with three and then, you know, we can debate that point moving forward. I wouldn't, I don't necessarily think it's, I wouldn't say it's anybody's fault. I think if you, if you want to throw blame out there, I think it's Ricky Starks being on this big stage for a first time. So you might have some first time jitters for same way for MJF. I know, you know, he's this, you know, quote unquote, generational talent in his head, but this is still a big stage for him as the champion. This is his first time around. So, I'm not willing to give you know too much blame on MJF and or Ricky Starks. This just might have been wrong time, wrong place. I think this is just round one. To be perfectly honest, I think somewhere down the line we'll see this again. I yeah,
0: know. They, they left it open. They left it open for there to be another match. That's for sure. for sure. But I mean, the fact of the matter is this. Sorry, MJF, if I'm doing rock stuff. The fact of the matter is this. Mm-mm. MJF is kind
1: of slow. I, I don't think you need him to be. I mean, what what do you mean slow? No, He's just not a five tool player. He's not a
0: five tool player. I, I, he's kind of slow.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm not asking him to do Ray Phoenix shit. I'm not asking him to to, to even do Young Buck shit. What I think he for who well, he is I, is how he wrestles is who I think he's how he should wrestle.
0: Yeah, he does. He does Vader shit. I, I don't he's know.
1: I'm, I'm not gonna go that far. I just, I'm sorry. I think he's really
0: he, he's he's really good at a lot of things, but he is slow in the ring. He is slow. He's. It, I'm not talking about methodical. I'm talking about slow. Like when he tries to put somebody in some sort of fucking move or when they do that thing where they roll from pin to pin to pin to pin, it is slow. It's like watching guys in, it's like watching guys in developmental do the thing.
1: I don't know about that. I, I think
0: that's... Maybe, uh, I'll tell you what, I think you should just abandon that thing altogether.
1: What do you mean abandon that, that thing altogether?
0: That's spot that spot where they say oh one two three oh roll this way one two three and then they kick out over
1: there. i i don't i'm not they're not going to in that spot i just think this it's a partial your dance partner helps you out i mean it's not just ricky starks doing this alone it's not mjf doing this alone this is a, a dance partner scenario where they both have to work in concert maybe they're just not good dance partners
0: Or maybe MJF is slow. <laughs> like that's also a
1: possibility. I'm not saying like, it's not. Just, I'm just. I don't. I, I okay. don't understand what All you right. expect from him. I mean, we we both said that you know this wasn't a five star classic. We. I said well, Saber asked. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm just,
0: uh, Listen. I'm just saying. I don't expect much from him. All I'm saying is he says he's a generational talent. Everybody else says that he's a generational talent. And I agree. He is great on the microphone, but in ring, he is just okay.
1: I Like I said, I agree with everything you said up to the. I think the opponent, now that you have the cheese of Daniel uh, Brian Danielson getting ready to jump on that ass, this is where I expect a good match because Brian Danielson gets good matches out of basically anybody. And I expect MJF to step up to the plate oh. and have a good match.
0: Oh, I. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be great. I I bet Braun Breaker and Dan Bryan would have a better match.
1: Come on, man. I mean, at least put somebody in that's in the same fucking company in there for Christ's sake. I mean, what the fuck?
0: One of one of them's a natural and one of them's a tryhard.
1: MJF is never gonna be Braun Breaker in the ring. And I don't think that's what he should be. I think what who he is right now is, is I think, exactly who, what he should be. He's the guy that's on top that people just can't stand. and He's going to fucking rub your nose in it every fucking time. And he's right. People are going to come back to watch him try to lose every week.
0: All right. Give me the band from Ringside thing.
1: This is band from Ringside.
0: Hey, everybody. We got some birthdays this week. Eric Young. Younger than me. Just turned 43. Luke Harper. R.I.P. Younger than me, 43. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the best to ever do it, is 58. Rob Van Dam is 52. Trish Stratus is 46. Mean Gene Okerlund, R.I.P. eighty. Uh in the same in the same vein, Mar Ronaldo uh still around and I, I hope to see him in the in the uh, beside a wrestling ring sometime soon. Marl Ronaldo is fifty three. You agree with that, Jason? You made a funny face there.
1: No, no, I, I, I wasn't sure how you were making that connection, but I was like, I guess we're talking about ring announcers, WWE commentary, the yeah. They're commentary not wrestlers. Yeah. They're
0: wrestling their wrestling personality, right? Um, <laughs> I love Mar- <laughs> Uh Prima Cologne is forty. Only Lorkin is thirty-seven. Otis is thirty-one. Jason, play that music.
1: Uh, just one quick thought: uh, if you haven't had a chance, Josh Alexander versus uh, Mike Bailey. Go to YouTube. Check out the live long conversion unc- match of the year candidate. Hey
0: everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts looking so we appreciate you guys to our podcast. For. Tender Mahal. Check. For. Patriot Pat. For Vice. Check. For Tender Mahal. Double check. For my cat Millie. For. Check. My wife Aaron. Check. For Reba. Check. Xander for Murray the Murray man, Murray for sideways of time Check. podcast, for Soul Taco, for two beers, Zach Coleman, for <laughs> Daisy <J>. Cornelius spell, <laughs> I Vanky, and Black Lives Matter, Check. Boo the heels?
1: Boo, bitch.